Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about the 2016 Healthcare Industry Cybersecurity Report conducted by Security Scorecard. It's my pleasure and privilege to be speaking with Alexander Yampolsky. He's the co-founder and CEO of Security Scorecard. Alex, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Alex, you've just come out with this 2016 Healthcare Industry Cybersecurity Report. What would you say are some of the key highlights of this study? Sure. So, Security Scorecard analyzed thousands of healthcare companies and aggregated the data into the 2016 Healthcare Industry Cybersecurity Report. We discovered some things that we thought were very interesting and counterintuitive. So, number one, we discovered that healthcare industry falls below the industry average in six out of ten security categories measured by security scorecard. So in six out of ten critical security categories that security scorecard measure, healthcare industry was doing worse than a lot of other uh, companies. The other interesting finding that we discovered was that 63% of the 27 biggest hospitals in the United States received a letter grade of a C or lower by security scorecard in patient cadence. In other words, over 63% of those hospitals were not patching their systems on time. They were not applying the security patches and fixes that were released by the manufacturers. Another interesting thing that we discovered was that when we looked specifically at the susceptibility to social engineering of healthcare and how susceptible uh, people working uh, for healthcare uh, to those type of attacks, which we were able to measure non-intrusively from the outside, we discovered that healthcare was one of the worst. It was 15 out of 18 among all industries in social engineering, and this clearly suggests that there's a bigger security awareness problem among uh, the uh, personnel of healthcare organizations and their staff. Just a lot of the people working for staff, medical doctors, IT administrators, people, they could fall prey to hackers who pull off a social engineering attack, and we did not expect that they would be all the way to the bottom. Alex, I'm going to come back and ask you about some of the specific findings, but I want to ask you first, were there any findings that particularly surprised you? You know, the social engineering finding particularly surprised us, because if you go to a lot of the hospitals or you go to a lot of the healthcare organizations, very often you see pamphlets on IT preparedness, on keeping the customer and patient information private, and you see those posters posted in elevators and doctor's offices. And so we thought that surely the medical staff is going to know to keep the information private. They're not going to fall prey to a hacker who might call them and ask them for a password or somebody else's medical record. And so we were particularly surprised by this measurement that healthcare was ranked 15 out of 18 on social engineering. And with a low level of security knowledge that a lot of the average employees uh, have, this is a very big risk because this means that somebody could just pick up the phone or somebody could spoof an email and send out an email and then, as a result, steal the information. And stealing the personally identifiable information of patients and other people who seek care at medical facilities is just not a good thing. It's a very uh, valuable piece of information that a lot of hackers would love to get their hands on, and uh, we're fearful that uh, we're going to see a lot of the breaches for healthcare institutions using this attack vector in uh, 2017. 
Well, you sort of anticipated my next question because the social engineering rating got my attention as well. In addition to what you've already told me, what can you say about the significance of that score in comparison to other sectors? Sure. So the score is significant because it shows that the healthcare system needs to spend more time and resources on educating staff on basic security measures, which emails to open, which websites to visit, how to properly configure an IoT device when you take it out of the box. And so uh, if you look at uh, just, you know, security vectors, a lot of the time organizations think that uh, security attacks are sophisticated and they spend all this money to improve security of the IT systems. But the weakest element is always people, because no system, no computer in the world works without a human intervention. So if you want to go break into an organization, the weakest link is people, and it just happens uh, to be that healthcare industry is particularly susceptible to social engineering. So that finding is very significant. It just uh, speaks to the vulnerability of the entire industry as a whole. Alexander, you mentioned IoT devices. Now, more than many industries, healthcare relies on a variety of mobile devices. What did you find to be the state of security for IoT in healthcare? Unfortunately, we discovered that the IoT devices in healthcare are particularly vulnerable and need to be handled and used with great care. For example, we've seen last week's denial of service attack, which took down the sites like Twitter, Spotify, Airbnb, Netflix, Reddit. And the denial of service attack occurred through the exploitation of IoT devices, web cameras, IP cameras, routers. And in a lot of situations, the way that the hackers broke into those devices is they basically just enumerated the default password and username combination. And uh, when we looked at the number of uh, malware infections emanating out of healthcare, we've seen that Healthcare manufacturing reaches a nearly 90% malware infection rate, the highest of all the healthcare sectors. In other words, we've seen all kinds of endpoints, including the IoT devices in healthcare industry, emanating signatures of malware because they were infected. And that's a very uh, significant problem because everything is moving to the Internet. You have insulin pumps that people might be using in a hospital that are connecting to the Internet. You have security cameras in the hospital rooms that could be just taken out of the box, and because somebody did not properly configure it, it's still using a default password that the manufacturer provided. And as a result, a lot of these devices are omitted and overlooked by the IT personnel because the IT personnel doesn't think that those devices also connect to the wireless network and that they could be taken over. And uh, the bad guys are going to compromise those devices more and more and uh, the healthcare sector is very much affected because there's a lot of medical equipment, there's a lot of security cameras, there's a lot of different different type of devices that are used uh, that the IT staff is probably not thinking about protecting because they don't look like a computer, but they still computers inside and they connect to the Internet. Let's talk about malware. How do you find that healthcare entities are responding to their unique challenges with malware and especially ransomware? The most important thing that healthcare entities can do is, number one, they need to educate the staff on security and good security practices. If you just teach people that you don't click on every link that you receive, but you think before you click, and you condition people to do it, then things are already going to be better. Healthcare will only be as strong as the weakest link, and at the moment our research indicates uh, the main risk is their employees. From a ransomware perspective, what's interesting is if you looked at the ransomware account, a big chunk 
of the breakdown of ransomware was in the medical treatment facilities, over 26 publicly viewable instances of serious ransomware infections emanating every single day were detected in the security scorecard platform within the medical treatment uh, sector. And uh, we've also seen quite a few uh, infections in the healthcare manufacturing, but especially in the medical treatment sector, we've seen a lot, a lot of ransomware and a lot of infections emanating out of those facilities. And again, it goes back to training the people, having a defense in-depth program where you put protection at every level, uh, you put APT devices, you put antivirus, you train your employees not to click on the malware links, and um, especially in the medical treatment facilities, uh, this was a, a specifically pervasive problem. Alex, if we take a step back and look at the, the survey as a whole, did you find any encouraging news from your findings? Yes, yeah, so the great news about social engineering weaknesses that we discovered in healthcare is that it's correctable through training, communication, and general awareness. You don't need to go and spend millions of dollars and overhaul IT systems in the healthcare space. If you just spend more time on training people, teaching them what to do and what not to do, I think that things would get significantly better. Final question for you. Let's talk about Security Scorecard. How is your organization helping healthcare entities to understand and improve their cybersecurity posture? Sure. So Security Scorecard is a leading security rating platform. Uh, What we do is we monitor hundreds of indicators, more than any other company in the market. And we use those indicators of good security behavior and bad security behavior to get insight into the uh, security posture of the organization. We have hundreds of customers who use Security Scorecard platform every single day, and many of those customers are in the healthcare space, and they log in to the Security Scorecard platform or they pipe it into the GRC system, and they instantly find out what are the threat vectors that pose danger to their own company and what are the threat vectors that pose risk to their supply chain because the vendors and the supply chain are the big elephant in the room. A company could be doing an amazing job protecting itself, but if one of your suppliers, your partners get hacked, uh, then you could lose all your data. And uh, Security Scorecard is monitoring over 100,000 companies uh, that it's computing security ratings every single day. That's more than twice as much as any other uh, security rating company in a market. And what's important is a lot of these healthcare organizations log in and they use a collaborative functionality to enable conflict-free communication with free parties, access to the scorecards. They help validate also the third-party security questionnaires, and they can even map it to HIPAA regulations and see that if there are any type of data points or any type of issues that are mismatched and that we're able to observe from the outside, how does it map to HIPAA and uh, how can they become more uh, compliant? Alexander, that's excellent insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for your time. We've been talking about the 2016 Healthcare Industry Cybersecurity Report. I've been speaking with Alexander Yimpolsky, the co-founder and CEO of Security Scorecard. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.